Hey everyone, it's Chris. You're listening to the Dad Regime Podcast. We are trialing some new technology for this podcast. We're recording remotely, three of us in three different places. You might hear some sound issues, which we're trying to work through. We ended up thinking that this uh, sounded pretty good. Uh, we know there's some things we need to fix up for next time. You might also hear us working through some of those sound issues uh, over the, the course of the podcast. Hey, one of the main reasons why I wanted to get a podcast out during this time is to support our favorite Sunshine Coast artist, Dora Jackson. Like most young artists, she's had her gigs canceled. So we really want everyone to get out and support her by going to her Bandcamp page. There you can purchase her music. You can purchase her merchandise. She's got some terrific t-shirts. I am the proud owner of two Dora Jackson t-shirts. Please check it out. Please support her. Um, we, we love everything that she does. And, uh, and of course, she's been a big supporter of ours too. And here is her latest single, Lurking. Check out the show notes for links to the music video and to her Bandcamp page. Uh, here it is, Dora Jackson, Lurking.
All right, you ready? Question one. Pete. Yes. Will we see Australian sport this year? Oh, that's a really good question. I think that the uh, sporting bodies will do absolutely everything in their powers to make something happen. Um, it They're all just spinning on their wheels at the moment and I reckon that um, the second there is a glimpse of hope or a glimmer of hope that they'll be able to run their sporting events, they will so, do so. I just have this... this um, September thing in my head that uh, come September, come cricket season, and that's when usually the fi- footy's final season is. I reckon they're going to try and open it all up. I reckon that that's when that's when it's all going to happen. I am disappointed that they haven't been a little bit more creative in like being able to pr- provide some sport in some way in terms of playing replays or some sort of gamification for people at home and self-isolation, you know, like, um, you know, like I know that my son Marley and I, we'd be quite happy to watch a game of football from 1985 without knowing what the result's going to be. I I actually think that there would be an awesome thing that could happen where I, I reckon it could be a great social media thing where people vote for Fox Sports or KO or whatever it is they vote a season, uh, a sport, a season, um, and a year. Or, you know, I guess that's the same as the season. So, you know, like I'd love to watch the blah, blah, blah grand, uh, season of from 1985, like a certain sport from 1985. And then the whole season. The, and then they just play the whole season. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> there's there's all these platforms available, but they're, they're just not being active except for just talking about the best player that ever was or the best this, the best that. I'd be quite happy to watch another season from another era and not look at the results and then sort of have some, I don't know, it's, it's a bit hard to do. But it, it, the idea isn't completely fleshed out. You could almost. So I September, you reckon, your answer is yes. I reckon, you reckon September. I reckon September they're going to try and do something. Like the AFL is already looking at trying to get them all into some quarantine situation so they can yeah, play I games think, against each other. That's, playing out in um, really, um, somewhere north um, with Sundays or something like that. You're going to put them all on an island and play. Somewhere, no, just seriously, there's some suggestion that they're going to take them all yeah. somewhere like Rockhampton, yeah. um, not for audiences, just to have somewhere isolated that they can all they can all be, and then just play the game on, they, on some random oval and televise it. And they can, and then they can get their sponsorship dollars. People would itch and scratch for it. I don't care if they're AFL supporters or not; they would watch it. What do you think, Joe? Well, that was a very long-winded answer from. Um... <laughs> um, and you guys are seem to be cut. Your mic is terrible. All oh, right, because you guys are cutting out. I um, it sounded like uh, I lost Pete a few times. Oh, maybe it's you. Maybe it's your internet. Oh yeah, it's, might be your connection. My internet is pretty horrible. Um, let me just. How's your blue cord going? Um, oh, I'm Wi-Fiing. Now you're better. It sounds better. Sounds better now, but it was terrible just that for that little bit of time there. <laughs> so, Joe, what do you think? Um, 
are we going to see sport this year? Yes, we are. You're damn sure that we'll be seeing sport because of all of the innovation that you've just spoken about. NRLs talking about Morton Bay. I can't see why you you couldn't look at you know like a twenty day quarantine where you get the two teams that are about to play to quarantine for 20 days at the whatever field or training facility and then have them play a game, record it, um, get the next guys on a different place. It'd be a slow going, but you could totally do it. And I'm quite into uh, Pete's idea. I think you could watch, if we, if you talk about a season, imagine <clears throat> in one weekend you, you never used to be able to keep up with all of the games because they weren't televised. You could literally have all of the games from week one back to back in a day and then the next day week two. Oh yeah like you could binge a season you could probably do a season in a couple of weeks so chris if you could yep. pick a sport and a season that you think would be worthy of being replayed and people would watch it what's the sport what's the season and why uh, can I give you two answers? Sure. One of them is going to be one, one, to, one to direct. Yeah, one to directly answer your question. Um, so the the '98 uh, Bulls season, which is Jordan's most underrated underrated year, Carl Malone was MVP, which was a complete back to back MVP, which was a joke. Um, Jordan carried the team, um, was just as historic as as ever, and as a 36 year old, um, uh, was just insanely good and is and is just forgotten um because it was just another bulls uh, victory but i can't watch sport that i already know the result from yeah see that's the trick isn't see, it i can't do it I, I just can't do it and that's why like when i during um the basketball season i switch off from social yeah. media during the day because i know i'm going to go home and watch a game at night and even if i don't watch the whole game if i know what's happened that's that's it i'm out I'm done. I don't even want results like when um, Steph Curry is going off for uh, you know ten threes in a game. I don't even want to know that. I want to just watch that organically. I, don't, I, I can't know. It just it changes everything for me. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be tuning in to <laughs> to your um, season replay. Um, but if I could pick one, that would be the one. So this 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 then becomes a um, a a thing where you you pick it for others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's it called? It's a philanthropic choice then. Social good, yeah. What about you, Joel? Would you could, Can you think of a season and a, a sport and a season that you'd want to watch again? Not really, no. So, Chris, what's your next question? Next question. Let me get my notes. All right. In 10 years' time, what will we, what will we still be feeling from the COVID-19 pandemic fallout? Joe? <laughs> Do you know what? I think it'll change people forever in terms of their um, hygiene practices. 
and for the for the better or someone was someone was telling me a study now uh, they'd say that all 99% of statistics are made up on the spot so this could be one of those things but it makes a lot of sense they were talking about uh, the death rate of um, women giving birth and it changed once when doctors did something I can't remember what it was, but they. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. <laughs> just imagine the conference of doctors going. So it turns out we should be doing something. Right. So they changed. They did a major procedural change, and there was a there was a a, a change, a slight change in the death rate. Right, but not significant. And then they said it completely. Ten years later, the death rate. Um, completely changed and what had actually changed was women became doctors and so someone else <laughs> looked looked into at that particular time there were women that were becoming surgeons or whatever or and um and what they noticed was um that women washed their hands and the male doctors didn't <laughs> that was that was the key to women surviving birth uh, giving uh, was if their fucking doctor washed their hands or not. So. Uh, anyone who's been to a male public toilet can vouch for the lack of hand washing that happens from yep. uh, a yep. large section of our. I, I, I reckon that there's going to be a whole bunch of new technology that comes out to replace things that just seem ordinary at the moment. To give you an example. I've got a feeling that in 10 years' time, door handles won't be door handles. Mm. Like there'll be, you know, those things that everybody has to touch all the time. I've got a feeling that those things may not be there but when in a public space. Um, or and, they'll and be door, kickable door, door handles. handles. What's that? Or they'll become kickable door handles. <laughs> But everyone so, yeah, will have to become well, part of the technology change. As you walk in, you just kick the door. Like light switches won't be light switches. Um, and when you look at things like, you know, I think that money's gone. I think that's it. Money's done. You know, I think it's gonna we're gonna be down to card only stuff. How do you how do you come back from you know we're already at the cusp of you know money not changing hands except via card. Or something like that. I think that thumbprint technology is pretty much out the window, mm-hmm. and I, you know. And we're coming back to more possibly uh, retina scanning and retina all of that scan. sort of stuff. I reckon there's. I reckon that that is going to be a shift. Um, I think that in Australia, I think we're going to start seeing more people consistently, particularly in uh, cosmopolitan places, wearing the masks, wearing the gloves. Mm beyond the pandemic let's just call it that um the the idea that uh you know when i went to japan january last year you know going onto a onto a um what do they call it there the subway say or it's not even it's not the subway but you know like on the trains that run throughout tokyo you know they're all when was the last time they had an outbreak and they're still wearing the masks mm. was it sars or well, they uh, seem to, or... yeah. Japan seems to be the center of a lot of pandemics, doesn't it? Like they've, they've had the the uh, MERS and SARS and H one N one. Like it, they, it seems to hit Japan 
hard for some reason, whether it's the close proximity of the population or, or, or something. But that was the one I thought of too when I was looking at that question was that, that social acceptance of wearing masks and perhaps uh, the end of the handshake as oh, the most common greeting very uh, so. in, in Western culture too. I think, I think that we're actually going to have a, have, a, have a real turn back towards um, uh, homegrown stuff you know the organic movement's been going on for so long but i actually think that we're in australia we'll we'll come back to more manufacturing i think that um people will be wanting to uh make their own things i think there's a there's a whole bunch of of skills that are going to come out of this you know um especially if things be, continue to become less easy to get or people might start going, do you know what, I don't want to buy things from particular countries because that's where it came from. I think there might be some stigma. Because mm. I was thinking to myself, like, I can't remember the last time I darned a sock. <laughs> right? Like, I can't remember ever darning a sock. I can't remember ever sewing a button on something. Like, there's, you know, but I think that those things, particularly with the economic pressures that might come, there's a possibility that those things may become more prevalent with people and they might become a little bit more handy with some of those old school skills. Is mm-hmm. that does that does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like growing your own food, um, you know, who hasn't thought about going out and buying their own chickens recently? Not me. Yeah, but well, <laughs> yeah. I have. I have, and then I got talked out of it because of snakes. Oh, see, 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 my partner, she grew up having goats, and she's talking about like maybe we should get a few pet goats. Not this isn't this hasn't been because of the coronavirus stuff. This is, she's actually said maybe we should get some goats because she loves goats, and you know you can get so much from a goat. You know, farm girl being all that, <laughs> but 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 that. Like that might be something that you might see a transformation in what ha- actually happens in people's gardens. Mm. Like you might start to see a lot more uh, fruit trees rather than um, pretty artificial—not artificial, but pretty, pretty um, less less lawn, more uh, vegetable garden. You know how much I love that because I hate mowing. <laughs> <laughs> Less, less aesthetically pleasing things, more productive, uh, yeah. more productive things. It, it, it makes sense, and I, and I think that there's lots of people that you know, who are in that. I don't want to panic buy, but maybe I should be in this realm of uh, sowing my own crops kind of situation. <laughs> I don't know. You asked a question ten years time. Jesus Christ! Hey, I saw something funny today. It was like um, was no, like, that's question three. So I saw something funny today. It was like a, a new meme that came out. Well, a new meme to me. And it was like this is what I thought the apocalypse would look like, and then there's a, what I would look like in the apocalypse. And there was a picture of Mad Max, <laughs> and to the right, it was like, but this is what I actually look like, and it was the great, it was the the Big Lebowski. On the other side, and I was like, "Yeah, I gather that. I that's me all together." Uh, you know, people might have more time for uh, gardening and the DIY stuff because the four-day work week might become uh, part of the course. Yeah, 
slower economy. So return to work is part-time. Um, who knows whether returning to full-time work is actually in a lot of people's future. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. It's a very somber moment, yes. Making, making, making ends meet. Yeah, Doing but even from a, uh, from a um, corporate point of view, if they see productivity, um, you know, that curve hits a point where four days is the peak, you know, in the, in the returning to normality, well, why pay someone for the fifth day? Uh, perhaps the four-day working week is just what, what everyone will eventually yeah. be a part of. Mm. Well, you, you talk about uh, making ends meet. Today, and also learning new skills, I knew that having just bought a ute, I'd have to relearn how to tie knots because yes. you, can't, you can't own a ute and not know how to tie knots. I've so, got a rule for you, Joel. If you can't tie knots, tie lots. <laughs> no, I want to be able to tie good knots, just a good clove hitch. Um, a bowline. You know, yeah, the, the bowline, I just actually learnt that today. But you know what else I learnt? The term bitter end. Oh, What's that? Have you ever heard uh, in rope world the bitter end? The bitter end. It's that's no. I and I love um, etymology. I love I or, origins, right? And so often sayings come from somewhere. I would put money on it that um, the bitter end actually comes from um, talking about rope, and it, it, it's a they use it to describe basically the end of the rope. Mm. Not um, the end of life? Not the end of life. Not to, to Yeah, the that doesn't end. sound so bitter. Not, not when you've tied a knot and you've run out of rope. <laughs> the, the bitter end of life. That means you, bugger all. You've, you've run out. You've got to the end. Anyway, I, this bloke used it in a YouTube clip when I, he was actually showing me how to make a running bowline because I wanted to tie something high to one of my trees and I was imagining that I was going to tie the other end to my um, toe ball so that when I cut it, um, because I'm only a year and a half into chainsawing trees down, and in that time I have cut many, many trees. How many, fences, <laughs> how many fences have you taken down? Well, this is the thing. This particular tree, <laughs> this particular tree and... Or, or, Basically, the whole fence line. I've got trees that are at least five meters high. the The fence line sits right. The neighbor's house is right next to that fence line, which is basically a tree line. And all of these trees need to be pulled back. They're uh, they're way too high, there, and they basically just dump leaves in this guy's gutter. And we're all on tank water, so you, you know it's it's really inconvenient. But I'm looking at each of these trees going, if I cut any of these and they fall the wrong way, I'll fucking just destroy this <laughs> So I'm trying to like, you'd rather destroy your ute by pulling a tree down on top of your ute than Well, I've got enough rope to make sure that doesn't happen, but I'm I tied it all up. I'm looking there, the boys are busy. And that's the other thing. I'm at home alone with two kids under six and I'm thinking about cutting a tree down while they're like playing. <laughs> And I'm, I'm up in the tree. I've tied the. I've tied it off, and I'm like, "This is this is perfect. It's already leaning the right way. If I just cut it here, it's it, like it can't fall backwards because the rope's got it. <laughs> what I've could possibly totally go wrong? Got this. <laughs> and then I looked over at the kids, looked back at it, and just thought, "Yeah, probably for another time." <laughs> so I untied the rope and, and walked away. 
So, Chris, when you said, like, um, that you were going to ask a question, it was like going to be – did you think – because this is taking 10 minutes a question. Oh, shit. You said, you said quick fire, didn't you? Yeah. We're, we're not quick fire. I'm more of a slow burner. You know – This works. You know, I think that more – that at least one of us has had more than one drink tonight. And uh, <laughs> I think that's well. <laughs> Next question. We're going, to, we're going to change the pace. We're going to change the topic. It won't be quite so um, heavy. All right. Is Tiger King overrated? Pete? Haven't seen it. Spoilers. Oh, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Uh, Mrs. has been watching it. Uh, I w- I'm going to give it a go, but I haven't got to it yet. I've been watching okay. something else, which is probably completely underrated. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was going to bring that up uh, later on if we were doing um, what's on your playlist. Okay, Husey, overrated? Uh, I don't think so. I've I'm two or three episodes in um, with Sandy. We rarely find stuff that we can actually watch together, and this is one we decided to have a crack at. And we both there's so many moments where we look at each other with our eyes wide open, like we, you're watching the TV and you turn to the other person, and, and she turns to me, and it's like. Is this for real? Are these people real? It's, it's such Americana. Um, it's I love that aspect of of just how crazy um, things can be in America. So I, I, I I'm yet to get into any of the deeper storylines, but it's fascinating to say the least. Have you watched it, Chris? We're I'm about halfway through too. Right. Okay. I'll I'll get onto it tonight. Yeah, get onto it. it. It like it's it's worth it's worth watching. I've just so far been waiting for the um, everyone I know who's seen it has just said, "Oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. You have to see it." It's like it's oh, it's, it's amazing. It's it's incredible. These these people, and I'm just like, this is just Jerry Springer from 1992. It's I don't know. I'm I'm yet to be really taken. Like they are ridiculous. It is an insane story. Um, yeah. The human behavior aspect for me I hope it gets better. Is really interesting. I I love watching human behavior. And you know, these the tiger guys are all predators. You know, they are all seem oh, yeah. to prey on young women or, or young young men um and hold power over them over many many people. I'm finding that fascinating, just the human behavior aspects of it. Yeah. Um all just, right, next question. just before you say next question. On my screen. Right, next question. You're too slow. <laughs> You'll have to save your, your, uh, your my interruption screen. for the next question. No, but the um, the sound wave bars on my screen are way smaller than what yours are. 
It's not about size, Pete. It's about how. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing from Tiger King is that size doesn't matter. Okay, all right. I'm just tell- I'm just letting you know now because that it, it's glaringly obvious to Pete, me. Pete, looking at mine, uh, mine are um, half the size of yours on my screen okay. and Chris's. So. Okay, cool. Because Chris's are really big, but. Um... <laughs> It's not just a rumour. <laughs> your sound waves are huge. Chris, what's on your playlist? Oh, I'm giving Dora Jackson a shout out. She released Lurking, uh, I reckon, three weeks ago, her newest single. Um, and really, really want to try and get her some support because, of course, as a young artist, uh, all her gigs are dried up. Um, so the only income she's got is through her uh, Bandcamp um, site, selling um, Flute? her merch. Oh. Mainly her merch. She's got some T-shirts and, and some stuff. She's also um, diving into um, jewellery making, uh, which I think she's got linked up there too. So um, check out. I'll link uh, her website in the in the show notes. Make sure you check her out and try and support her because because um, we love her and, and everything she's done for us too. So um, yeah, lurking. Oh, we'll play it now. Like now, when we're finished, we'll play it. Okay, cool. At the end, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pete, what's on your playlist? Okay, so before I refer to this show that I've been watching, have you guys caught hold of Happy? No. Happy. On Netflix, there's this show called Happy, right? It's based on a uh, a comic, um, not a comic, uh, what's it called when they do those extended comics? Oh, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> graphic novel? A graphic novel, yes. <laughs> a graphic novel. Yeah. It's a comic strip for adults. Comic strip for adults. Happy, right? So, the basis, the basic part of it is, right, is that there's this ex-cop who's gone downhill. He was the best cop in town. He's gone downhill, and um, all of a sudden, a, an imaginary friend pops up in his face, and the imaginary friend has come from his kidnapped daughter's. Uh, well, she's come come from his kidnapped daughter, and is asking him to save her. And it's an animated um, unicorn kind of thing. And the premise sounds really shit, right? It really does. But you've got to watch it. It's, it's hilarious. Like, and it's, it's, um, it's witty. It's fast action. There's a whole lot of pace to it. Um, The, the, the guy's an anti-hero, you never really know whether he's going to follow through. There's a whole bunch of violence. Um, it's just a, it's it's just such a different spin on the action genre. Um, okay, and it's called Happy. It's called Happy. The and the, the, where would I, where would I watch it? Netflix. Netflix. Right. 
Well, do yourself not, a favour. Not Disney Plus. Do yourself a favour. Not Disney Plus. No way. It wouldn't even get a look in on Disney Plus, even though there is an animated character in it. Like, it's it's it, there's there's so much quirk about it. It's got that um, it's got that Cullen Brothers kind of quirk about it with an animation oh, yeah. in it. it uh, you could almost see. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just hooked on it at the moment, and um, I just want people to watch it. The other thing that I'm hooked on at the moment is um, oh, what's it called? Um, it's an app. Uh, it's a basketball app. Home court. The home court. Oh, yeah. The home court app. My kids yeah. are going nuts for it. If your kid's a basketballer, um, you set your phone up and it gives them training sessions. It's just brilliant. That's that's fantastic. And I've just gone back and started listening. My third one on my playlist, just started listening to a whole bunch of Australian hip-hop. I've been listening to Bliss and Esso, Earth Boy, uh, going back through the old uh, hip, Hilltop Hood stuff. Bloody enjoying it. So there's my three. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Joel. All right. Well, can you hear me? Yes. yes. All right. So... Uh, if we're going to talk about apps, I'm doing this Woodshop app, which is basically... Uh, How to wood... chop down cheese with the yeast? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's funnier than that. It's it's a wood-turning app. Basically, it just spins this bit of wood and has a shape that it wants you to cut out, and then you choose your chisel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> thing I've actually been <laughs> that's not laughable that's quite helpful is the the calm app it's just called calm and it's got a bunch of meditations most of it it wants you to buy but there's a heap of free stuff now if you are ever having trouble getting to sleep you go, <laughs> don't stop laughing um, you play a good thirty minutes of wood shop still, and turn some turn some timber well, and then calm not calm. <laughs> I, all right, now I'm actually. <laughs> I'm going to try and play this for you. Stephen Fry reads the tonight's to... sleep story. Can you hear that? Yeah. To the south of France. Oh my God! You go to I'm sleep for this. Fry. Oh, it's amazing. And I'll be your guide as we meander lazily through the lavender fields. Does it feel like you're going to bed with Stephen Fry? <laughs> if you are not, a, if you're not asleep by the third sentence, <laughs> uh, I promise you that that's been really working. Now, if, if <laughs> that is the most bizarre. That is the most bizarre ever. ever. It's real. The only the only issue is that I wake up with a sore ear because I might have rolled onto my <laughs> earphone. <laughs> Stephen Fry has gone too hard on my ear. Um, oh dear. It's <laughs> the most bizarre playlist ever. Yeah, well, um, I've, up, aren't you? I've revisited Rage Against the Machine the other morning. I knew that I wanted to listen to them in the car, um, and I, I quickly made a playlist of just three of my favourite albums and threw my favourite songs on, and I must have looked like uh, I was either having road rage um, or in need of medical help the whole way to work. 
<laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Makes oh, sense. It was so good. Um, so that, that's always fun to revisit. And uh, you guys put me on to The Witcher. Yeah, how's it going? Oh, it's phenomenal. Maybe having the, <laughs> maybe having the heads up of the time change. Yeah, uh, was I don't, it didn't bother me too much. I kind of looked and went, "Oh yeah," uh, I, I had trouble working out when if I was fast forwarding or rewinding, but it it didn't bother me. And then it just freaking finished on me. Uh, only nine episodes. <laughs> I literally, I went, "Oh, that that's not what usually happens at the end." Uh, no, and and then I realised, oh, I've completed the season, and I was really sad. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I still haven't watched it. I watched the first five minutes, ten minutes, and went, oh, I don't know about this. Do you I suggest love it. I, I love um, the fantasy genre? Push through, push the, through. Yeah, because the monster hunter part of it is in a big part. You know what right. I mean? Like that first five minutes, he, he fights that big thing in the yeah, swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not that many scenes like that. It's a bit like, you know how people talk about Game of Thrones yeah. and they go, oh, no, the, the the supernatural stuff, I can't deal with it. And like it's Game of Thrones isn't really a supernatural that, yeah. thing. Like it's got that element, but it's not really about that. Same thing with The Witcher. There's a heap of other stuff that happens that's not monster hunting. Seriously, when you're done with Witcher and when you're done with uh, – Stephen you're Fry. Tiger, when you're done with, no, you'll never be done with Stephen Fry. You have a special <laughs> relationship, really. Uh, have a go at this happy. Like, honestly, it's just so, it's just a unique, it's just a unique thing. Have a, have a crack at it. I reckon you'll like it. All righty. Will do. I think we're done. All right, fellas. See you, boys. See ya. See ya.
Jesus. Amen.